All right, we're going to come to the word of God today. And I just want to open us in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your presence that is forever with us. You never leave us. And Lord, I know that you want to speak to every one of us today, including myself. And Holy Spirit, I pray that your spirit would just minister to every person that is tuned in today. Would you meet them at their point of need? Would you encourage them? Would you strengthen them? Would you pour hope and faith into their hearts? So Father, bless this time together and let your word be anointed wonderfully of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, we're living in very, very challenging times with all the effects that come with a pandemic. The levels of anxiety, fear are extremely high. The fact that you've tuned in today tells me that you're still in the game, <laughs> that you're still hanging in there. So well done. Good on you. I want to share today part two of this is no time to quit. And I'm hoping that it's going to help us all to maintain that attitude of not giving up and not quitting. There are situations where the wisest thing to do is to quit. You know when there's abuse, when there's injustice, where there's something is seriously wrong and you need to get out. I'm not talking about those situations. I'm talking about times when you and I know, hey, I really need to hang in there and not give up. They've done surveys on talent and discovered that the key to success is not so much talent, not even education. There are so many ta talented, smart, gifted people that are unsuccessful. In fact, they surveyed 200 really clever people like yourselves <laughs> to find out why these ones were actually not successful. There was five reasons they discovered, but one of the main ones they found was the inability to persevere. The people quit before they became successful. So it's not a matter of education or intelligence. We got a couple of testimonies come through from my last message. Uh, listen to these two. First one says, I'm sitting with my wife in a hospice. That's where a person's, you know, kind of towards the end of their days, bawling my eyes out. She told me she's trying hard to be strong. At that moment, Pastor Tark's voice came over the TV. Don't quit, don't quit, don't quit. If you were wondering who you were speaking to, it was me. My wife is refusing to quit. I can do no less. You know, it's so encouraging to hear that messages are taken on board and do actually help people. Here's another one. I run a Christian adventure center. The finances have taken a massive hit with so many cancellations. As a leader, he said, I wanted to quit. It was just too hard. He said he began to doubt God was even with him, started to lose his faith. He said that part one of this is no time to quit, he said, brought him fresh inspiration and hope. Thank you. Do you know we help people keep, to keep going one person at a time. Hey, please do send us your testimonies of the good things that God is doing in your life that we can also share with others so they can be benefited by your story. The book of Hebrews was written to Christians under intense persecution. It's a good book to read if you're struggling to keep going. 
And uh, so the message that was given to them was that it was to not give up because they were considering giving up. We read in Hebrews 10, 35 to 36. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You know what this verse says? It says if you don't quit in time, you will actually be richly rewarded. That is a promise of the word of God. And we see through scripture, you know, the champions of the faith. So many of them had to not quit, had to persevere, persist in very trying situations so that they could be richly rewarded. One of the great examples, I believe, is Moses. Listen to what it says about Moses in Numbers 11, 14 to 15. He says, I'm not able to bear all these people alone because the burden is too heavy for me. Is that you? The burden is just too heavy. He goes on to say to God, if you treat me like this, please kill me here and now. Wow, that's at the end of the line, isn't it? But what we know is Moses didn't quit. He went on to deliver the nation out of Egypt. He, he, he parted the Red Sea. He got the Ten Commandments and so much more. See, he didn't quit. And the word of God is true. He was richly, richly rewarded. And that reward is waiting for you. Think about Elijah, Jonah, two more who wanted to quit and didn't. And God used them to do exploits. But I like to refer sometimes to Peter. Peter denies the Lord three times. I mean, you are talking massive failure. But Peter, he didn't quit. He ended up becoming a pillar in the church and one of the leading apostles. I want to say to you today, I don't care how badly you have failed. Get up and get going again because God has got a great future in store for you. In fact, if you have failed, the word for you today is hang in there. Don't quit. Don't give up. However, <laughs> maybe you have quit. Maybe you have given up. That's also okay according to the good book. See, even if you've quit many times, the only real failure, the, listen, please, the only real failure is if you refuse to get up and get going again. We read in Proverbs 24, 16, though the righteous falls seven times, which is the number of perfection, they rise again. This is the amazing grace of God. What a wonderful God we serve. God of love, kindness, forgiveness, compassion, unconditional love you can never fail too often did you hear that for God to give up on you he will never ever do that if you're still breathing <laughs> and hey, if you're online you are it's not over God's got a great future in store for you I don't know who I'm talking to today but I'm calling someone out of the deepest pit. You think you're done. You think you're finished. You think it's over. You, my friend, are wrong. As long as you have breath, it's not over. You're not done. You can get up. And I'm calling you up today. Please hear me. I'm calling you up because if you don't quit and if you get up again, God has a good future in store for you.
After sharing part one of this message, I was left with one thought, which really took me by surprise. It was like a revelation. And this was the thought. The ongoing impact of quitting can have a huge ripple effect on others. You imagine this. Imagine a father decides to quit on God, quit on church. What could well happen soon after is other members of the family, they also quit on God, maybe some friends, other people that he influences. Then you extrapolate that over generations. The result could be hundreds, many hundreds of people quitting on God, starting from that one person. You see, if I quit on God and quit on church, the ripple effect could well be thousands of people also quitting on God and quitting on church for that one reason alone. I cannot quit on God or the church or other things. And can I encourage you as well, don't underestimate your influence on the people around you. You know, there's an epidemic, sadly, of quitting today. It's a lack of resilience to push through the barriers. Yet life is a fight from the start to the finish. And so we have to develop spiritual muscle. We have to develop a fighting spirit within us. You know, we have to fight the good fight of faith because it is a battle, it is a challenge, and it is not that easy. What's happened that we see in society today, and I trust you're not guilty on this, but quitting and blaming have become more common in today's culture than perseverance and responsibility. Did you get that? Quitting, blaming. More common today than perseverance and responsibility. I want you to say with me right now, I refuse to quit. Come on, say it with me. I refuse to quit. I want to get that established in our hearts and in our lives. Can I just say this? If you get to the point where you're thinking of quitting, be really careful who you talk to. You need to get godly advice. You need to speak to the right person. Because if you speak to the wrong person, who may be a good person, you can end up going in the wrong direction. So please, be really careful who you do listen to. We talk about being addicted. Addictions, it's a common word, isn't it? And people get addicted to to drugs, to porn, many other things. But there's also an addiction to quitting that some people get caught in. So can I give you some areas that I want to encourage you not to quit in? I've mentioned this before. Don't quit on God, please. Don't quit on church. Don't quit on serving in church. Don't quit on giving <laughs> faithfully. Don't quit on your friends or on other people. Don't quit on your small group. This goes in so many areas of life. Here's another one. Don't quit on forgiving. Seven times 70, if you have to, you just keep on 
forgiving. So don't, please don't give up on that. Don't quit on that project that you may have started and you've left. No, no, get it up and get going again. I often say with projects, with a lot of things, is we start and then we go through the dark night. It gets really hard and then we quit. No, no, pick it up again. Keep Let's say with writing songs or books, people start and then it gets dark, gets hard. And so then they quit. No, you've got to push through the dark <laughs> season until you come into the light. Never, ever quit on your struggle. Come on. Your breakthrough is closer than you think. Don't quit on unanswered prayer. Keep praying. Pray again. Dip in the water again. Be the friend at midnight. Keep on praying. Hey, here's another one. Don't quit on being healed. <laughs> You say, Pastor, I've prayed three years or five years. Doesn't matter. Keep praying. Remember we read in Hebrews, if you persevere, you will be richly rewarded. And that's what we're looking for God to do for you. One more thing. Don't quit on your marriage. <laughs> Unless, of course, there's serious abuse or something like that and you need to get some help. There's this couple who are going on a holiday driving along in the motorway, husband made a comment that the wife did not like. And so she was a bit upset by this and um, angry at this, and they stopped talking. The tension, you could cut it with a knife, mile after mile. Have you ever been there? <laughs> Are you still there? Anyway, the husband sees a donkey side of the road. He says to his wife, relative of yours? She shoots back immediately. She said, yes, by marriage. Hey, hang in there with your, with your marriage. Hey, here's a good scripture for you. By the way, they both ended up laughing and they just cracked up and they got on with their holiday. Here's a good scripture for you. 2 Timothy 1 verse 14. Listen carefully. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us guard it with the help of the holy spirit the point is this don't quit on what god has called you to do don't quit on what the deposit that he's put in your life you need to guard it carefully i can't state to anyone strongly enough the value of what god has placed in you i'm not talking about the people around you I'm not talking about your friends or anyone. i'm talking about you what god has placed in you is amazing. You are made in the image of God. Have you got that? So in you are great treasures, great deposits from God. There's a call of God. There's a destiny. There's a future. Do not give up on that. Guard it carefully with the help of the Holy Spirit. Don't quit because what is important to you, what is, it, what is in you is so important. Even if you can't see it, you can't feel it, you don't even think it is there. I'm telling you, based on scripture, it is there. It is in you. Do you know one of my signature messages that I've realized after many years of preaching is I quote the greatness in people. I have a deep conviction that every person, you are made in the image of God, in you, in the eyes of God. Maybe not in the eyes of man, but in the eyes of God. And I just want to call it out. I want to call out the gifts and the callings of God. So you've got to guard that good deposit that God has put in you. 
But let me talk for a moment about what I call the tragedy in the church. Sadly, I've seen way too much of it. There are tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of Christians today who are backslidden, lukewarm, and have quit on pursuing all that God has placed on their lives. I'm pleading with you today, please don't be one of those. Pursue the call of God with all the strength and energy, determination, with great resilience. Fight through every obstacle, every disappointment, every hurt, every betrayal, every criticism, every defeat, every failure. Just don't quit. There's just too much at stake. You know, your eternity depends on it. Your eternal rewards depend on you not quitting on your life. Hey, and if you have quit on the call of God, pick it up again. Do it today. Do it now. God will receive you with open arms. Remember the prodigal son? Arms open. When the prodigal came back and he'd gone far from God, believe me, there was no condemnation. There was not an ounce of rejection. Actually, it was party time. Get the fatted calf. Hey, if you've quit on the call of God, if you've quit on God, you've quit on church, hey, come back today. I'm calling you back. I'm asking you to come back. The Father is waiting for you with his arms open wide. One of the reasons we quit, do you know why? We just don't see enough results quick enough. So we think, ah, this is too tough, this is too hard. Not realizing that if we persevered, we would see the results. We'd see the things that we want to see happen. Galatians 6 verse 9 puts it this way. Let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. It's a clear promise of God. If we don't lose heart, we in due season, the time is going to come when we will reap. I heard this the uh, other day. I believe it's true. The more you are tempted to quit, the greater the significance of what God has called you to do. The greater significance of that thing that God has put in your heart to do. That's the things that the enemy will fight more than anything else because that's the thing where you're going to have the maximum impact uh, and effect for God. See, the struggles you face, the attacks you face, Indicate the significance of what God has put in you. Like many of you, I've faced many struggles and battles. Sometimes it feels too much and too hard. But I have an understanding that it's connected to the significance of what God has called me to do. And I know the source of the temptation to quit. It comes from the enemy himself. Knowing that, the significance of the call, and it's the same for you, I am more determined than ever that I will not relent and give the devil a victory because he has won too many of those victories in my mind. Don't quit before you get to see what God planned for your life. Can I say that again? Don't quit before you get to see all that God has planned for your life 
And there is so much out there that God has purposed and planned for you. And I want you to be able to see all of it and enjoy it fully and completely. You know, the Bible says, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And so there's many promises of God. The plans for you, his plans for you are for good and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Don't quit before you see all that God has planned for your life. <laughs> Over the years, way back, I would sort of quit or distance myself in relationships if it wasn't going well, if I didn't feel accepted enough as much as I wanted. The reality is it was easier for me to quit than to face my insecurity, to face my immaturity. Sometimes when tempted to quit, we need to look at ourselves and maybe discern what are the weaknesses in us? What are we trying to avoid or get around? You see, it's easier to quit, isn't it? than to face issues <laughs> that you want to need to deal with in your life. So what happens? People go from job to job, relationship to relationship, church to church, because they don't want to face the things that's going on in their life, areas where God wants them to change. And when you're tempted to quit, this is what I've seen, you only see the benefit of quitting. <laughs> you don't see the cost of quitting. See, when the devil tempts you to quit, he highlights all the benefits and he hides all the costs. Isn't that temptation? <laughs> he tempts you. There's a benefit, benefit, benefit. He, 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 he expands that. It makes it look fantastic. But he doesn't tell you the cost, the cost, the cost, which is actually infinitely greater. So see, I think what happens sometimes is when you, when you quit, you feel relief. You feel released. You know, you're released from a demanding situation. And so it feels good. And when it feels good, you think, wow, that must have been the right decision. No, it's a false peace. Because quitting when you shouldn't ultimately will always cost you. You may choose to quit. You may choose to do that. But I'm telling you now, that the hound of heaven, he will not relent and he will chase you to the grave because God has invested so much in you. He desperately wants you to pursue all that good deposit that he has placed within your life. So he'll, he'll be the hound of heaven. <laughs> you'll feel a frustration. You'll feel an emptiness. There'll be something within you that says, man, I was made for more than this. Well, that's the hand of God on your life, trying to call you back, trying to draw you back to his, his plan, his purpose, the call of God uh, upon your life. See, nothing is more fulfilling, listen, than pursuing and fulfilling all that God has put in your life. It's simply this. It's what you were made for. It was what you were created for. It was what you were designed for. All that God planned and purposed in your life. So you only really find fulfillment when you're, for, when you're pursuing the very reason for your being and all God has put in your life. Let me just give you a couple of quick thoughts on how to not quit. Number one is develop your no quit muscle. How do we do that? Well, you develop it every time you refuse to quit. Developing any muscle has to have resistance. 
So you have to be tempted to quit and not quit to strengthen that no quit muscle. You can do that. We can all do that. They reckon in a marathon, they have this phrase, they hit the wall. So they're running, I don't know what distance it is. I've never run a marathon. Maybe some of you have. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever try a marathon. I, I don't mind running around the, the table, <laughs> around the house. <laughs> but much more than that, I, I'm not, that's not my style. I'm, I'm not a runner. Maybe I walk a bit, but I, I'm not a runner. But anyway, they have this, they hit the wall. When they hit the wall, what happens is everything within them wants to stop. Everything. Is that you? Maybe it is today. But a seasoned runner knows this, that they must keep going. And if they do, they know they'll get their second wind. So they dig deep and they keep going. So when everything within you says quit, I have a word for you, don't. <laughs> Just don't quit. One of the reasons you cannot quit is God has put in us, God has created us with a huge capacity to endure great hardship. It's actually in you. You're stronger than you think. Your no-quit muscle is stronger than you think. God's put that capacity within us. And hey, how we need it, because we have to suffer so much through life. We need that capacity to endure through those challenging things. The second one is this. The encouragement of others will help us not quit. Hebrews 10, 24, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. We need to encourage one another to persevere. Imagine, or they've done surveys on this, they've researched it. And if a man or a person stands in freezing, bucket of freezing cold water, I mean freezing cold, they can stay in for so long. But do you know what they've discovered? If there's someone standing beside them, encouraging them, Saying, hey, you know, you can stay in there a bit longer and I don't know, just encouraging them with good words, positive words. Do you know what they found? The person can actually stay in that water twice as long. It's just incredible how powerful encouragement is. And so I'm doing this for you today. <laughs> I'm standing beside you in your pit, in your struggle, in your battle, and I'm looking you in the eye. And I'm saying to you, no, you have a stronger no-quit muscle than you think. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Through Jesus Christ, you are more than a conqueror. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. No weapon formed against you will prosper. If God be for you, who can be against you? I'm encouraging you today as you stand in your pit. I want to double your strength to hang in there, to not quit, because if you don't know the promise of God's word, there's a rich reward waiting for you. I just want to get that into your spirit today. If you keep going, if you persevere on the other side are these wonderful blessings that God has for you. And I don't want you to miss out on any of it. So decide today no matter how hard it gets, no matter how great the pain, the suffering, no matter how difficult the road, decide today, you will never, ever quit. You have a decision to make. This is decision time. I'm encouraging you to make that decision today. 
this moment, right now. And the decision is this, that you will not be a quitter. The decision is this, I will never quit. And I repeat, if you have quit, make another decision today to get up and go again. Because if you don't quit, the good book promises that there are better days ahead for you, that you will be richly rewarded. God has a blessed future in store for you. This is no time to quit. God bless you. I just want to spend a few minutes now on a response to this message. You know, it's one thing to hear a message, but we want to go beyond being hearers to being doers of the word. So you might be asking me, well, what can I do to respond to a message like this? Please stay with me just for the next few minutes because I believe in some ways this is the most important part of the message because we can be inspired, but we need to take steps. The journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. I've heard this said, that one step of obedience is worth a hundred sermons. So hey, what can you do? First thing is this. Is there an area in which you feel like quitting? Or maybe you have quit. Is there an area? I, I went through a whole list of things, didn't I? Of, of areas in which we can you know, quit on, like give up on our healing, you know, give up on forgiving people, give up on answer, unanswered prayer, give up on you know, uh, uh, on God or on church. Or, or I went through a whole list. Of, is any of those areas you? See, I don't want to limit this just to giving up on God and church. Though that's, they're, they're top of the list. But there's so many other things. Is there a project you've given up on? I want you to decide today, number one, if you're tempted to quit, I'm not going to quit. And if you have quit, that you're going to pick it up again and get going again. Can you... Can you can I give you a few seconds? Just, okay, just say, God, okay, God, I, I've heard your voice. I will not quit because I know I'll be richly rewarded. And that area in which I have quit, I'm going to pick that up again and I'm going to go again. Secondly, ask God right now, and I'll pray for you shortly, to help you develop your no-quit muscle. Now, you may be listening to me and say, oh, well, hey, look, I don't, I've got no struggles. I'm not ready to quit on anything. Yeah, but... In a year's time, six months' time, two years' time, five years' time, you may need it then. Ask God right now, as I'm talking, why don't you be saying a little prayer in your heart? Say, God, help me to develop my no-quit muscle. God will hear that prayer. I know he will. My final thought is this. Life is all about decisions. Mm. So if you have a decision made in your mind that, you will not quit. If that decision is made already, then when you are tempted to quit, guess what? You won't. Why? The decision has already made, been made. You've made the decision that you are not one who will ever quit when you know you should keep going. So I'm asking you to make a decision right now. Here it is. I will not be a quitter. Can you do that right now? Why don't we just say it together? I will not be a quitter. It's that I will not quit. Hey, let me pray 
for everybody. <laughs> I think we're praying for, praying for myself as well because this is an area that challenges all of us and um, uh, we need God's help, but God is ready to help us. So let me pray for you. When you reach out your heart, your hand, your face, something, just connect with me just for 30 seconds or so. Father, I just pray for everybody that's tuned in today. Lord, you know where every person is at. I think of that person that's at the bottom of the pit, who, Lord, we are calling out today. Lord, would you stretch your hand down and lift them out of the bottom of the pit to get up and get going again, knowing that there's a great future in store for them. I pray for every one of us, that for those who are struggling right now, that you would help them not to quit. And Lord, you help us all to make that decision that we will not be quitters, that decisions made firmly in our minds, so when the temptation comes, Lord, we will not give up and we will not quit. Father, let that anointing, that spirit of God rest upon every person who's tuned into this message, strengthen that no quit muscle and help them to make the decision today that they will not quit. And those who have quit, Lord, would you stir them up to get up and get going again? Because Lord, you said, if we persevere, we will be richly rewarded in Jesus' name, amen. Well, hey, thank you so much for tuning in and hearing this message today. God richly bless you.